You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 14 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Sonia Cuff. This is Christian Buckley with Collab Talk, and I'm here with Sonia. Hey, hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. So, to tell about yourself. Sure. Um, so, I'm a virtual CIO by day, consulting to small and medium businesses um, with a company called The Missing Chair. I also freelance under Off the Cuff Consulting, and I'm a Microsoft MVP in Office 365 and Windows Insiders. Excellent. And you're all the way visiting from... Australia, yeah. So Brisbane, Australia is home. It's a lot warmer than this. Um, and it's a long way to come, but I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, it is a lot warmer than this. I think, is this, <laughs> does it even get this cold in the winter time? Um, is it about this about winter? Maybe early hours of the morning when I'm asleep. Yeah, then. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's colder where I live, so this is not that bad. But uh, well, anyway, so we're we're sitting here at the MVP Summit here on Microsoft campus. This is your first time visiting over yes, here, and yeah. of course, I'm I'm missing it because I love the weather, the overcast. It was beautiful yesterday, clear, but uh, it, that's that's kind of a rare thing, if you've probably heard. Uh, but we're talking about uh, so some of the you know the the topics. What can we talk about? You know, from the the event this week. Strict NDAs, mm-hmm. so we can't talk specifics about that. But you know, this is a, so some topics that I know both of us have with a lot of our cl- customers and partners and things that are out there, and share the share the concept. And <laughs> sure. Your thoughts around that. So one of the things that I'm passionate about is um, not what the technology is doing, but what we're doing with the technology. And time and time again, I see businesses that go and get a new tech, or they get an update to their tech, and they're still using Office like it's 2007. And so changing those habits, changing how we work, and embracing what the future's gonna look like um, in this ever-changing world is kind of a you, This yeah. session that you just missed, that you did come into, and Dan Hall was <laughs> up and talking about, yeah. where he was asking all the MVPs, and there's product team members in there, was on this exact topic. And I'll tell you that, that there, look, there's a lot of MVPs that get stuck on the same thing. They get stuck on the perspective of the technology as they understand it today. This is a difficult topic that, you know, I started my career as a, as a business analyst and technical writer. And one of the things that I always run into is that if you ask a, a person what their requirements are, mm-hmm. that they will tell you the requirements through the lens of their understanding of what's Absolutely. possible today. If you then show them all of what's possible that's new and then ask them the requirements, generally what you get is all of these requirements of what's what's possible that they now understand can be done, but they may not actually need. And the reality is somewhere in between, uh, or at least the path to get to that future view. And I mean, how does that play into the future of work? Look, um, it, it absolutely is relevant because people don't know what they don't know and, and you're right in terms of that they come to you with what they think their requirements are or sometimes what they think the solution is. And so we try and strip that right back down to the basics to actually have a conversation about them, about walk me through the process. So walk me through what you're trying to achieve and, and now how you're doing it and then you can kind of light up some examples and go, okay, so with this kind of technology we could do it like this or with this kind of tech like would that help and you, you have to kind of tease it out but you do that by going back to the bare roots of let's grab some post-it notes and put the workflow up on a board like what do you do next because 
most organizations don't even have that documented, right? It's in people's heads. You might do it differently than I do it, but there is no hard and fast rule because we need to give people the flexibility to, to work the way they work but still achieve the same results. And so, yeah, a lot of the times for us it's working with customers to actually get it out of their heads and on the paper. Actually, this is your workflow. And away now from the product names as well. Completely. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's actually something that came up. I was, so, uh, uh, you know, again, this this conversation that Dan just had, and I was, I was talking with a couple other MVPs that are behind me, is talking about how Microsoft has this slide, and some people have probably seen it out there now, that has a list of the, like, kind of the core capabilities within Office 365, then has the product names below it, and then kind of, your functional areas or, or uh, you know, um, so as descriptions of utilizing each of those different capabilities. The first thing I did is I went in and I deleted the product names, uh-huh, just right. that, that row. Because, you know, it, 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 I think it, it was throwing people off. And you look at it without the product names and there's actually some overlap between them, which is intentional. You're never going to have products that just just this silo, just this thing. There's going to be, especially in the collaboration space, some overlap between those things. But when then you start having conversations and uh, about what are you actually doing today? What are you trying to do? Where are the gaps? What's not working? And why is it not working? Oh, we're not able to communicate with this outside group, or we're having a difficult time getting this information in a timely manner over here. And, then you can go back and understand those scenarios. And for those that have been in the space for a long time, I mean, this is the same stuff that we were talking about in the late 90s around unified modeling languages and going out there and creating these visual diagrams of these use cases and scenarios and, and, and creating these visualizations so that when people were on the same page looking at all of these different things and all of your use cases are being defined, all of my use cases are being defined, and they're in the right order of the scenarios where we work together, then you have a conversation of what might be the right technology. Absolutely, and so it's kind of frustrating to see that even though we have new products and we have new names and we have new capabilities, we're still having the same old conversations about what to use when. And I think we're also, technologists especially, are also very quick to cookie cutter approach things to go this product should be used in HR or this product is really good for a finance team and it's not as clear cut as that and so what you need to do do is you need to have an understanding of where products can be useful in different scenarios but you still need to have that conversation with that particular customer and that particular problem to make sure that what you're recommending is a fit for that situation and it might not be it might be a different mix of the product stack or a slightly different way of using it because Mm -hmm. you know we're we're all individuals and um, and sometimes what worked for one finance team or one HR team isn't going to work for another one right and I think that's the uh, I think the the direction with all of this is that you need to have these unifying factors for it because we're working inside of Office 365. What I do expect and what is the roadmap and where it's going is that that I have um, where it makes sense that I have a unified backend. If I'm sharing documents, this is where they're stored you know, across the board. That I can then uh, uh, apply policies and administrate across all of these different things. Um, probably the the where the biggest gap is today is the fact that you can have different conversations and different technologies, and there's no way to go and find that and search and discover on that. But that's on the roadmap. They're fixing that, and and where you then start surfacing all of that is through the graph. Once it's all within the graph, then I, I think of it from a knowledge management standpoint. 
I'm not losing anything because people are using these different interfaces uh, that it, because it all goes in the same back end and I can surface it based on my needs. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was having a conversation with somebody who's like, I was talking to somebody about something and not only can I not remember who they were, but I can't remember what platform we were having the conversation in. And then that's, that's still really... really that happens every day. That happens because, <laughs> it does. Because there's, why is it those, those people that they did, they're not responding to email, they're not responding to um, you know, a text, um, I try to get them on direct <laughs> message on Twitter, and then they're yeah. sending me a message via Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I just don't get it. That's right. And so, um, yeah, that's... That's an interesting point of that's an interesting point of view. Um, I don't know where I was going to go with that one. I, so I, but I'll get like a notification. They're like, wait, I just saw the notification. Like, where was that? Where yeah. did it come through? And then because I'm getting from all these. Ah. Other, so. And look, we are we are part of the problem as technologists, right? Yeah. Because we turn around and go, okay, so for this, we should really start up this conversation interface or this collaboration platform. But what we are are really bad at doing is getting rid of other ones that we already use. And so within our organisation, we've adopted some of the Microsoft collaboration tools. Yeah. And when I've onboarded some offshore resources to help in our business, when I've onboarded them, the first thing I've said on day one is, don't email me yeah. ever. This is where you'll find it, right? And I, so right. we, so we have a very clear communication path that this kind of communication is done in this platform. And my gosh, my inbox is now amazing because I don't get internal emails; they are not a thing in my organisation. Yeah. And so that frees up that platform for me to be my external collaboration with people who just still want to email because it's still a thing. Right. Um, but you know, internally, we, we have other systems where we have conversations in, and um, I see so many people go, "Oh my gosh, now I've got email." and I've got this system and I've got this system and I just can't but see, I don't look at it that way. So I, I, so I understand that. And inside an enterprise, and that makes perfect sense. And of being a for a small company owner and you know four part-time employees, and the way that we interacted, it, that all makes sense. And where we use Teams, we use Yammer, we use SharePoint and email and OneDrive, and we're doing all these things that it makes sense. Yeah. Nobody has. It took a little bit of training on everybody, <laughs> but nobody asked those questions. They we it, it's basically understood the training of you know where you go and use each of the different things. Yeah. The way that I work now, and while it's frustrating for me to go and look at these different places, is is a lot of the my is outside the organization, right. where I then go and try to use these different tools where they are. Yes. So it makes it painful for me, but it but it's it's uh, more productive for them because I'm finding them where they are the most active. Yeah, absolutely. And you find that I think it. it it's about kind of expanding those circles of, of what circles are, are you communicating in. So there's obviously the circle for your organization and then there's circles which are your smaller team if you're in a large organization, but then there are those external charge points. So who do I communicate with outside my network and what is their preferred form of communication? And you know, in that sense, things like Yammer work really well with an external network where we have MVP community conversations because we're all in different organizations around the world with different environments and, and that helps us keep in touch with what's going on without um, things falling off the radar because we're not constantly in that information source at the time. Well, that's the, the, just a little tiny slice of the complexity of, of modern world. Work and yeah, kind of the absolutely. future of work is that the fact that it look it changes depending on it's not just the de depending on the the, the the community or the collaboration or the activity or the project but with the people that you're working on but even in if we had the same let's say 10 people and on a single project um, in the life cycle of that project the tools that are going to be most effective for that stage could change in yeah, theory but having again I'll go back to is like but when you have that unifying factor of 
like the graph capturing all that information, you know, as it will in the future, all things in Office 365, then we won't then lose all of that knowledge. We won't, the tacit knowledge that comes through the conversations and the thread discussions, the ability to go in and do a search and find, hey, I need to know what's happening with my project and do a search and it pulls up Yammer conversations and these groups, SharePoint sites and documents and all these things, you know, and all of these different pieces in that one view. Yeah, that's right. And so we give people a taste of that on an information management perspective with Office Delve. Right. So we're like, it doesn't matter whether or not it was an attachment in your email, an attachment in an email box that you have access to, whether it was in SharePoint, whether it was in OneDrive, Office Delve is like, I call it search on steroids for finding that those kind of files and information. So that's a nice little glimpse into being able to searching right across the ecosystem to find what you need regardless of where it was. And it's only as effective as it is when it has the data that feeds into it. And that's why mm -hmm. it's so important that everything then eventually then, you know, is within the substrate is, is accessible through the graph. Yeah. That's what's going to be critical, I think, going forward. And then you get all those cool tools like Delve, all these other capabilities that get enabled when That's everything right. is there. And then stretching into the ability to do analytics to find out right. you know, how productive you are, how productive your team is, what usage of what apps and, and you know that, that Fitbit for work in terms of how am I tracking and how's my productivity and I always laugh I think that if productivity was a, a line on the profit and loss we pay a lot more attention to it because it's really hard to measure productivity but things like analytics now that can plug into office graphs that can turn around and say to you well actually you're spending 95% of your time in meetings it might be something you want to look at now we're starting to quantify productivity and we can improve it and reevaluate it right no, it's it's great stuff. I'm I'm excited about you know the the future of this. I I think it's uh, things are ramping up. I know that uh, uh, you know one of the things I said about on the SharePoint side of the house we had in you know, kind of the kickoff was that last year was the biggest year for SharePoint, like numbers and 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 features and all that kinds of thing. But there's so much that's coming up that's exciting, and oh, yeah. we're excited to be talking about this stuff this spring as announcements become public. And so, how can people get in touch with you and follow and find out more? Sure. So you can uh, jump to my website, soniacuff.com, to find out what I'm writing about and where I'm speaking and the events I'll be attending. Or if you're on Twitter, find me at cuff underscore s. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. I know we need to get in. I think things are starting. I so, know. Another right. session. Sorry, you can't yeah. come. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs>